When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode two of the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Dr. Tyler Hackbart, and my co-host here with me is my father, Dr. Daryl Hackbart. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? And our vision for this podcast, again, is to bring healing principles of chiropractic to life for you so you can share the power of the Gonstead system of chiropractic and uh, with others. And uh, we believe this chiropractic system is the most powerful and precise technique in all of chiropractic. So today... We are diving into what makes chiropractic unique, and not just unique in general sense, but also from other healthcare professions. There's a lot of healthcare professions that deal with natural healing, but um, chiropractic specifically um, looks at health a little bit more uniquely. And so we're going to dive into that a little more deeper today. So, yeah, and specifically the idea of innate intelligence and the vitalistic versus mechanistic, and that sounds like complicated terms, but. The whole idea of innate intelligence is there's something inside of us that has intelligence on how to heal and take care of ourselves. We don't have to think about it. You know, if you cut yourself, we don't even think about, you know, is that going to heal? We don't worry about it. We know it will heal. And, of course, maybe if you need stitches or something like that, but we know it's going to heal. If you sprain your ankle, you're not afraid, oh, no, I'm going to have a sprained ankle for the rest of my life. No, you just know in a month or so my ankle is going to be fine. So... There's an innate intelligence that knows how to heal. <clears throat> and I think uh, D.D. Palmer, back in 1895 when chiropractic started, was dealing with that, um, those type of philosophies, innate intelligence. And what drove him to find chiropractic was how can two guys working at the same factory have the same stresses, one gets sick, one doesn't. And then how can a family of six two of them get sick and four of them don't. They're all eating the same foods, they have the same stresses, and they're in the same environments, but why do two get sick and two don't? And what he came up with was chiropractic. Something is interfering with that innate intelligence, that inborn intelligence on how to make the body work. Yeah, and I think you can apply that to um, <clears throat> a lot of different areas in health. Well, even the examples you just used, like the cut on the hand or the, the sprained ankle is you know, there are things that people do to support the process maybe. Maybe you need to do some um, heat or ice or compression on the, the swollen ankle just to support the process. But in a, a more specific sense, we know the body is ultimately what's going to heal that. Or the cut, you know, like you say, a Band-Aid, you make sure you cover it. You, you do what you can to make sure the body is able to heal and put it in an envir environment where the healing is going to be supported, but ultimately it's going to be the body. And I think any healthcare profession actually – maybe even inadvertently sometimes recognizes that even the medical profession that there's certain things where they just they know 
okay, we can't really do anything for you, like a broken rib, you just got to let it heal. You know, yeah. it's just the way the body does. So the power of the body is, is uh, very much so um, undeniable, you know, that we don't have to think about our skin coming together and closing a cut to heal it. We don't have to think about our ankle constantly for one month to try and get it to heal. Our body just goes into that healing mode and it does what it does. So what happens, like you say, when you have multiple people in the same environment, under the same stresses, exposed to the same bacteria and viruses, all of a sudden one gets sick, one doesn't, or maybe we just say one is symptomatic and one isn't. What's the difference between those two? And I think we touched on this last time, Doc, you said last time that um, B.J. Palmer had the saying, it depends upon the liver, mm-hmm. you know, not the liver, the organ, but the, the person and uh, what they're doing to support the, the body in that healing process and, and stay healthy over time. You know, and where does that come from? And, and you know, we're a, we're a Christian office, so the way we look at it is in Genesis, when God made man, he breathed into the person who was just a lump of clay and he breathed into, him, into them the breath of life and they became alive. So in our mindset, that came from God. That's that breath of life. The animals have the breath of life. It talks about that in Genesis, and we see that. You know, same thing with the animals. If they, if they cut themselves, their bodies heal too. And so there's, if you can use that power and, and try to make that uh, innate intelligence work more efficiently, more effectively, that's what's going to improve the healing. You know, I have a friend. He's a colleague, and he, um, uh, someone um, robbed him and and. St- Uh, stabbed him he had several stab wounds and it was interesting when he went to the hospital they said we find it better if we don't stitch it up that nature will just heal itself better than if we stitch it up and he said he couldn't believe it but it did it just healed up he said if they stitch it up there's more chance of infection and that kind of thing so the body knew how to deal with even that yeah that was the same concept with uh, my wife in 2017 we started out day one of 2017 in the ER because my wife's appendix had ruptured and it got missed a couple times trying to diagnose it and so they said to wait the weekend well of course the infection it ruptured and got infected and so January 1st 2017 we're sitting in the ER waiting to get her surgery done and um, thank god everything went went well but yeah during the healing process when we go in for her post-op checkups they didn't stitch it shut so she had this this probably two inch wide incision right below her belly button that was just wide open and I, you know she came home and we both were kind of sitting there like wow like really they didn't decide to stitch this up and so yeah for the next few weeks i was helping her you know clean the gauze and do all this stuff but they said the same thing is that they just find that there's less infection it heals better there's less of a scar all those different things and it's amazing because they're just trusting that the body's going to do what it was meant to do mm-hmm. so in chiropractic they use the term innate intelligence and it's this idea that the body was born with this intelligence in it to be able to heal and thrive and stay healthy so we're designed to do that and i think that's the the beauty of this vitalistic approach in chiropractic is that we recognize that power that god gave the body but two um, you know, we, we depend on that, um, that power to be expressed. And the, the thing about being expressed is you, you can't have interference to it. So lifestyle factors uh, throughout our day-to-day life, um, we call them stress and chiropractic. We call them the three T's. So it would be traumas, thoughts, and toxins. There's a physical stress. There's a chemical stress. There's an emotional type of stress. And those all three can hinder the body's expression of health and they all have a negative effect on the body. So if we can do things in our lifestyle 
to help the body express that, that innate intelligence more. Uh, we tend to stay healthy. We tend to fight off illnesses a lot quicker, um, sometimes without even having symptoms in the first place. Yeah, and you can't forget that the body, uh, you, we live through our nervous system. So if the nervous system is hindered or weakened or, or interfered with, that's, that's the electrical system of the body. That's what uh, the innate is expressed through that electrical system. If, <clears throat> if you cut the nerves to your arm, your arm would be completely paralyzed. If you pinch the nerves to your arm, it's weak, it's numb, it's, it's something less than what it should be. Mm-hmm. Same thing if it goes to the stomach. If it, uh, you cut the nerves to the stomach, it wouldn't work at all. If you interfere with the nerves to the stomach, it's just not as good as it could be. How do you know what it's going to be? Uh, you know, it, could be, it could ache, it could be too much acid, it could be all kinds of things, but it's just not as well as it could be or should be. <clears throat> and along came Dr. Gonstead and figured out an art that's just incredible at finding and fixing any kind of interferences in the spine so the body can better express, express itself through the nervous system. You take that principle of you know, um, the pressure on a nerve and, and what percentage of, of impulse you're going to get. So maybe stomach works at 100%. The lining of the stomach is replaced every five hours. And so you take that little bit of pressure on the nerve. There was a study done that showed the weight of a dime on a spinal nerve root can decrease function up to 60%. And that's, I mean, you think about that, that's not much weight. Um, And so you take that that function down from 100% down to 60%, and you have the same amount of stress or input into your your stomach every day. Well, all of a sudden you're working at 60% capacity. Over time, you're just going to have degradation of the stomach lining or the, the acids that are produced, all the different functions. So take that same principle and apply it to chiropractor, uh, the chiropractor. If they're 100% effective at removing that nerve interference, the patient's going to get great results. Mm-hmm. If they're only 50% or 60% effective at removing that interference, the patient's still going to get some results, but maybe it's not going to be as good. If they're not specific at all, maybe they won't get any results. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what BJ Palmer talked about when he said chiropractic is specific or it is nothing that if you're not specific in finding and correcting subluxations, you're not going to get results with the patient because really it's just general manipulation of the spine then. It's not really finding where the nerve pressure is. It's not really f- looking at all the different um, indicators of a subluxation and, and, and finding the direct misalignment and figuring out how do you give the most spe- specific thrust to correct that specific misalignment to allow that nerve impulse to come through that nerve again. Yeah, and it can <clears throat> manifest itself in a lot of different symptoms, you know. Um, you can talk about your daughter. You were just telling me this morning about your daughter not feeling good, and we were just talking about that with the T6 adjustment and how mm-hmm. much better she felt this morning. Yeah, so uh, my daughter yesterday, um, she came home, just wasn't really feeling that great. She had a little bit of a fever. Um, she had a headache, and then she just, you know, she was feeling nauseous, and so she was actually to the point where she was leaning over a bowl for a while just hoping that she would just be able to throw up just to get the relief, you know, from her stomach. And uh, she ended up falling asleep right at about dinner time. So I let her sleep for a little bit. I didn't want to disturb her. And then once she finally woke up, it was probably around 7 o'clock yesterday evening. Um, I wanted to make sure I checked her because, uh, and this is a good point too, is the vitalistic approach. So it's not mechanistic. We're not using chiropractic as a, a symptom relief we're looking at it as we want to remove interference to allow her body to have time to heal. So my wife was saying, do we want to wake her up or do we want to just let her sleep through the night? Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have you had a sick kid and you're like, okay, maybe let's just let him sleep. Or you just say, ah, let's not take him into the chiropractor because it doesn't feel good when they're getting adjusted or it's not the most comfortable thing for them when they're achy and not feeling good. But you got to think of the overall picture, what's going to be most beneficial for their healing process. So I said, I'd rather have her get a full night's sleep where she's healing over the night than have a full night of her body fighting against whatever this is not being efficient because Mm -hmm. there's interference in her spine. So I checked her, um, ran the scope on her, and really the only thing that I could find was T6 in her middle back. That was the only thing with findings. Um, There wasn't a reading anywhere else. Everything else was moving really good. There was no swelling or tenderness anywhere else. T6 just lit her up and and she really, it was super uncomfortable. So I adjusted that on her. Um, We had her drink a full glass of water, gave her some vitamin C and uh, then we got her ready for bed. And so she got to bed early. Um, when she woke up this morning, I asked her how she was feeling. This was about 6.30 this morning. Um, she said, I feel great. Hmm. And I said, <clears throat> I was kind of suspicious because she has a sleepover plan tonight at grandma and grandpa's house. So I was like, well, let's, let's kind of see how she does throughout the day. So I called my wife here just about an hour ago to see how she was. And she goes, yeah, she's feeling quite a bit better. She's got little bit of, of a headache yet she doesn't have a fever but she's you know she's feeling quite a bit better she hasn't really eaten a whole lot but she is eating and it's overall she's about 75 percent better and that's in about nine or ten hours span now the mechanistic approach would be like okay so everybody that's sick let's suggest their t6 suggest right. their t6 prescribe it for but yeah. you may not find that on anybody else that's sick it's just whatever was limiting her and whatever was limiting her immune system um, just happen to be T6 and you get rid of that and all of a sudden the body works more efficiently and effectively. So vitalistic versus mechanistic. Mechanistic just deals with symptoms and unfortunately even a lot of the quote natural people, you know, the natural paths and the functional medicine people, it's still mechanistic in their approach. In other words, you got a headache, here I'll give you this herb or this um, whatever it might be for that headache. Well, we've seen all kinds of headache patients, and some of them it's from their lower back. Some of it's mm-hmm. from their hip. Some of it's from their middle back. You can't just say, oh, I'll adjust the same thing, or I'll just do the same treatment for the same symptom. you got to look at it holistically and try to get the whole body functioning because you don't know what's going to happen when something misfires in the nervous system. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's it's so easy to do, too, because as a chiropractor, you see such drastic results sometimes with one adjustment, and then maybe it is that symptom. Maybe it's a stomach issue, and you see the results with a T8 adjustment. You're so tempted that next time with that next patient that has stomach problems to look right at T8. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the beauty of the Gonset system is the system that it creates to be able to go through your checklist and analyze to figure out, okay, where is the nerve pressure actually at? Maybe it's not at T8 with the next person. Maybe it's down at L5. Uh, how many times have you fixed a shoulder issue with a right hip mm-hmm. adjustment? You know, mm-hmm. that it happens. And so the body is all connected, but it's really just coming down to where the nerve interference is, is most prevalent and removing that as specifically and precisely as possible. And that's what the Gonset system allows us to do. Yeah, and thankfully Gonset came up with a, a process with the scope and with motion palpation and x-rays to be very exact and very precise. I, I haven't ever seen in 35 years of practicing anything even close to it. And of course, then Dr. John and Alex Cox, they promoted it and continued it for years now. And now Dr. John Cox and Dr. Bill Dressler, they continue with the Gonset seminars. And and um, it, it's just amazing um, some of the different cases the docs at these seminars talk about, you know, from 
results with multiple sclerosis to stomach to bowel to allergy and asthma and they get results with all this kind of stuff but really the main problem in every patient is a poorly functioning nervous system mm-hmm. they just got the nervous system functioning better they didn't know for sure adjusting this particular person what kind of results they would get they just removed the nerve interference so what are the five findings so um, talking about the specificity of how to find a subluxation there's criteria that need to be met in this Gonstead technique or this system um, to be able to classify it as something that needs to be adjusted, a, sub, a true subluxation, or as Gonsai would call it, a major subluxation. Right. So the, the first thing we do is we run an instrument down the spine and look for uh, inflammation along the spine, and that will usually point us to, right to where there's nerve interference. So that's the first one, and then there's um, static palpation. Usually if there's a joint misaligned, we call it a subluxation. You know, it's like a sprained ankle. It's going to have some swelling around it, some tenderness. So you do some poking around and you look for swelling and tenderness and that kind of thing. And then motion palpation, you see what kind of motion. Because if it's misaligned, it won't quite have the motion that the other vertebrae have. And visual, visualization was another big piece of that. Um, and the, the, the way that we did that was, or that he did that, was putting a patient in a gown, being able to visualize what the spine looks like, maybe the curvature, the deformity. Uh, maybe the, the spasm of the muscle, visualizing where the swelling is, the, the turn or twist in the spine, um, and then the x-ray. Being able to use that is vital to this system because you can tell so much from just having a, a proper x-ray of a patient. Not only where the problem is, but you, I mean, obviously we don't find the subluxation on an x-ray, but gosh, you can get pretty darn close sometimes. Yeah, and then it tells you how to adjust it. So if you're a a chiropractor that just adjusts, lays on one side, lays on the other side, rack, 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 rack. You're just moving vertebrae all over the place. Where if you have an x-ray, you can see exactly how you should adjust that one vertebra. Mm. And it's specific. Sometimes you can even see how long it's been there. I and mean, people are amazed when we go through the report of findings on their x-ray. We can tell them, wow, it looks like, gosh, she had an old tailbone injury from 20, 30 years ago, it looks like almost. And they, these discs look like they've been wearing out for at least 10 years, and they're like, well, I've only had symptoms for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, how can that be? Well, you don't always have symptoms. You know, that's why this isn't a mechanistic approach. We're not treating symptoms. We're looking to be able to bring vitality to the body. And the, the sooner you can do that, the less stress and, and physical trauma and, and different type of negative forces build up on the body. So the first physical trauma we ever go through is the birthing process. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're pulling the head from the canal and the shoulders are trying to get out and they're compromising that brainstem area. That's probably the most common misalignment is way up in that upper neck with little babies. Yeah. Um, but I remember even Keegan, my daughter, they wouldn't let us go home from the hospital until she had a bowel movement. And at the time I was in school, so I wasn't confident in my analysis yet. And I, you know, I waited about 12 hours till you were able to get to Davenport. And you checked her and adjusted that L5, and within 20 minutes she blew out her diaper and we went home. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> just the, I don't know, the, it just amazing to me how that how it works. But again, it's the vitalistic approach versus mechanistic. Uh, chiropractic is is the only profession I know of that really focuses on the vitalistic approach. And unfortunately, a lot of chiropractors don't take that approach either. It's like, oh, your neck hurts here, let me crack your neck. Well, that neck could be hurting because of something in the middle back or the lower back. And uh, the other thing is that um, the innate intelligence, getting to innate to express itself more uh, efficiently, effectively, add power to the body, just 
in this day and age with all the stress and all the sicknesses go around, you want your body functioning at an optimum as much as possible. And that's also going to affect how effective chiropractic is for you as well, how healthy your body is and, and how much stress load you have on your body, whether that's chemical stress from your diet or things you put on your skin or the things you inhale or, or drink. I mean, those all have chemicals, so the more buildup, obviously, it's going to inflame the body, and that host is less responsive to chiropractic work. Not that it's not going to be effective because they do much better having chiropractic and having that type of lifestyle if they're going to choose to have those poor lifestyle choices. But when you add the two together, it's it's so potent. And that's what you know. I, I meant to get into that earlier when I was talking about Keegan is the reason she responded so quickly is because we control all the other variables in her health and we help her along that process. We don't give her a whole lot of junk food they get a little a treat every day or their snack every day, but it's not like it's sugary candy, you know, all the time. You know, we're not letting them snack every night. They're not staying up late. They're not watching TV constantly. They're moving throughout the day. They're drinking lots of water throughout the day. They get good vitamins. Um, all those little things that we don't really think about, that's why the holidays are so stressful on us, why we get sicker on the holidays. Mm-hmm. All those variables that we usually do a good job of controlling go out the window for the holidays and stress increases and then we don't see our chiropractors or work on our health or anything so we tend to get sicker so when we can help control those lifestyle factors that are stressing the body the adjustments are so much more potent because there's no other variables interfering with the nerve system there's only that little one so when Keegan gets sick we know okay we've done a really good job with all these other variables so we know there's interference somewhere and once we check her and remove that the response is so quick if she had other variables, well, we know well, she was at a friend's last night and she stayed up super late and, you know, she's been at a play date all day today and she ate a bunch of snacks all day and she hasn't really had time to just be calm and, and have time to, to rest. We know, okay, we're going to get her checked, but whether or not we find anything, we're still going to do other things like make sure she gets to bed early that night. Make yeah. sure. I like, <clears throat> I like the way you said it earlier was, you make sure the, the soil is fertile. Absolutely. And, um, you know, how many times do we see patients and they're like, they complain, well, how's come I'm not responding very fast? And I look at them and they're, you know, 100 pounds overweight. I know they drink and smoke and have, probably don't eat a vegetable. Right. And, uh, you know, they know they don't exercise at all. And, then, you know, it's like, how's come I'm not responding as fast as my neighbor did? Right. Well, the neighbor's working out every day, and he's exercising, yeah. and I know he's eating a good diet, and yeah. and it, there's a difference. You know, again, it depends upon the liver. It depends yeah. upon the soil upon which you give that adjustment. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it gives me the, the visual of my neighbor. He's got this amazing garden right next door. It's like his whole backyard, and Blaine and I kind of joke. We, we call it the Garden of Eden because, like, the, the vegetables that come off of his plants are, like, so robust and juicy and he'll bring them over and it's just like we're so excited when he brings that stuff over because it's so good and tasty and then we have like our little garden boxes that are like shriveled peppers and like (laughs) trying to get things to grow because we're not experienced and we we look at him and the time that he puts into gardening and and rototilling and fertilizing the soil with you know um compost and things that he uses to get the soil ready for that next next year we don't do any of that. So how can we expect to get that same type of, of fruit or harvest if we're not willing to put in the work beforehand? And that's, a, that's just a perfect, uh, perfect comparison with chiropractic is you get, what you, you get out of it what you put in mm. in your lifestyle. And so when you are doing the right things in your lifestyle to produce uh, a, a fertile soil for your nerve system and your health, 
chiropractic works so much more potently. Not that it doesn't work on the other side of things, but it works so much more effectively when the other lifestyle factors are, are brought into to factor there. So, um, yeah, if this is something that resonates with you guys, we'd love for you to, to like the podcast, share it with your friends, um, give us feedback. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys and figure out any other topics that you guys are curious about and questions. Uh, we'd love to be able to have more of that so that we can create more good content for you guys. So, you know, make sure you check out our YouTube channel for more stories uh, of real people getting results through chiropractic care. We're signing off today. This is Dr. Tyler Hackbart. And Dr. Daryl Hackbart. Bringing you the Gonstead system of chiropractic and wellness principles to educate you so you can live the best life possible. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.